We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too good. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, probably a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and GSPN. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts, joined as always by the adventurous Rohan Kadi. Rohan, happy Monday, my dude. How is it going? It's going well. It's going well. I had a solid weekend, you know. Yeah. It's uh, the weather's finally taking a uh, a good turn here, at least in uh Wisconsin. It's 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 nice weather. Sure we'd like some rain, but uh you know, yeah, it is what it is. Well, one of May was one of the driest months on record, I think, so. Yeah. Uh Let's yeah, get wet. Just, yeah, let's get some rain. Let's get wet, like Ty says. Uh, I'm going to attribute that quote to you. That's I'm fair. Sure. You said yeah. it too, though. People will be more yeah. excited about you saying it, but regardless. <laughs> but I'm, I'm doing well. Doing well. Happy to be here, as always. We do have some news, some Bucks yeah. news to talk about, Ty. Don't we? We do. We do. We've got a whole pod coming, going through all the Bucks' impending self-free agents and sharing our decisions and our thought process on if Milwaukee should keep them or let them walk as it says in the title should obviously I stay or should i go they, wow wow how are you aware of that song a commercial I don't know probably yeah, a commercial probably. or yeah. a movie or something a newer movie um wow I, I'm, I'm literally taken aback by that we might have to just stop the pot here uh, obviously with you know reasonable cost and stuff and we'll go over what the bucks can pay them what they should pay them you know set a dollar amount for these guys as well um but before then, we do have two pieces of news. Let's start with the one that I think is most relevant right now. After it was reported, the Bucks were looking at James Borrego or Terry Stotts to be Adrian Griffin's kind of lead assistant or lead offensive assistant, which is something that I think in our, in our pod and the pod Jordan and I did right at the emergency pod, right after we found out he was hired, the big, I guess, caveat to this was, okay, you know, we don't know that much about him, but he's mostly a defensive-minded guy, was a defensive-minded player. The Bucks need offensive help. Bringing in the right lead assistant on that end could make a huge difference and really, really make this go from a huge question mark to 
okay, this is actually set up to work out, you know, pretty, pretty well or very well, even all, all things considered. The Bucks found that guy. So James Borrego was hired. I actually don't remember where. Suns? Was it? Or was it Brooklyn? It, um, no, it wasn't Brooklyn. It, that was Kevin Ollie. Yeah, Kevin Ollie went to Brooklyn. There's been a lot of assistants moving this year. Sam Cassell just went to Boston. Um, New Orleans, New Orleans. New Orleans. He went to New Orleans. So Borrego, who the Bucks have interviewed now twice to be their head coach, certainly a strong offensive mind. And I actually, we can debate which of these guys we'd rather have. But the other name with Terry Stotts, didn't end up joining the Bucks, uh, or I don't know what's official and what's not at this point. Technically, I mean, the yeah. Bucks still haven't announced the hire. <laughs> Adrian Griffin's on their team website. I should actually check and see if they've if they've now added uh, stats as well because because the, it's, it was. Can we talk about for a second? Yeah, yeah. That it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of ridiculous. Well, I isn't wonder. It? So the athletic report on Friday, Eric named I think Shams Sharania reported like the salary number. That had been determined. So I wonder if it's coming this week, now that we're back into like work week. But the actual contract amount wasn't finalized until basically the weekend. It was like Friday night when, when that report came out. So if it doesn't happen this week, then I just really have no idea. But I think that I, I it would be annoying, but it would make sense if it was like they didn't actually have the contract terms agreed to yet yeah. until until like early this week or something. It's just weird yeah. how long it took. But it is weird. And it's also weird, like usually teams like announce it right away. Like we know the Bucks are prone to their weekend news dumps anyway, so That's true. Uh might as well. I mean it 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 serves no purpose in the sense like, does it really matter? Because, you know, yeah, I mean uh, I, I, everyone I think... everyone knows that he's the head coach already. It's oh, just been they took Adrian Griffin off. Oh, they did? You exposed them, Ty. Expose them. You exposed expose them. them. Sorry, okay. Adam had to do a little extra work on my behalf. No, no, that's the type of stuff we appreciate here, Ty. Yeah. Sorry, so, Adam, but also, like, it's for the greater good. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't think it's that much coding work to just take one person off. Now they have no head coach. They just have a bunch of assistant coaches. Um, yeah, I, I, th- I don't think it matters. I mean, there's people, you know, oh, are they, are they going after someone else? Are they not? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, I think... We haven't heard anything about that. And in fact, we're hearing the contrary, right? Like the, the, the contract, uh, it's like about four, four ish million per season, I think, like four and a half million. The lead assistant has now been found. Like things are progressing. They're just not doing it publicly yet aren't, for whatever. Are they still, they still paying Bud twice that, I think. Yeah, probably. I think Bud's like eight mil for the next two years, I believe. Yeah. Pretty crazy. So, yeah. Good for Bud. Good for Monty <laughs> Williams. Monty Williams. Do you think Monty just reset the market and Adrian Griffin's agent's like, hey, hold on here? <laughs> no, I think that's why I think that's why that dollar amount got out last week was like the Bucks are like, hey, listen, you're still getting like five million max, just so you know. First time head yeah. coach, like ring. I also it in I, now. I also I think it's funny that now we're getting like ho- head coaching contract amounts we now because like after, we never did before. No. But then Monty Williams was like, Hey, I'm they gonna talk. make like a hundred. 100 mil yeah, over it's, eight years, it's, it's potentially. Nutty. Yeah, potentially. Ridiculous. No Ridiculous. shot. He gets all of that, but he's getting enough. That That is I mean, sure. he might. Who knows? Rohan. Yeah, there's eight no shot. years. <laughs> there's no shot. On, in the, the mid of a rebuild? No, it does not. I mean, look at Bud. Bud won a yeah. title two years ago and lasted five. Like, unless you're Miami or San Antonio, it just really does not work like that. Or Denver, I guess. True. Or Denver. Um, but anyway, Terry Stotts. So 
you know, I think Borrego, I, and I haven't really dug into stats as much yet. I mean, I, I certainly will. But I think I do like that he's been around the NBA for longer. He's just older than Borrego, right? He's 65. He coached the Blazers for nine years. Looks good for 65. He does. The um, the Damian Lillard um, connection, I, I, I'm going to choose to find interesting. I don't, maybe Dame hates the guy. Like I, I honestly have no idea. Dame does not hate the guy. There were reports after Terry Stotts was uh, oh. coaching with Team USA. Uh, after, I believe it was after he had uh, been fired by the Blazers and then he was still with Dame with Team USA. He said, I wish it would last forever or something wow. like that. Wow. That's nice. Mm. Um, he has never been coach of the year. He has several coach of the month awards. He actually is a former Bucks head coach, 2005 to 2007, coached the Hawks from 02 to 04. Uh, those stops were not very good, two years apiece. His Portland stop, I mean, never obviously got over the hump there. Was a very successful stint. He went 402 and 318 in, in Portland with a, that's a 55 winning percentage. Um, for his career, he is over, he is above 500, uh, as a head coach. And I think this is just like, I think this is the kind of person you would want, right? Like someone who's been around the NBA is not an outsized personality though. You know, it's not like they're bringing in, like, you know, everyone talked about, um, Mike D'Antoni. I won. I don't think Mike D'Antoni's getting off of the retirement couch to be uh, uh, an assistant at this point in his life. He, he's he's a, he's a special advisor, Ty. Come on. Yeah, that's what he. Whatever. <laughs> but it's like I, I I don't mind just getting someone like Stotts feels like someone who just like knows the game and knows coaching really well and is going to be able to slide in here and just be very helpful. Maybe go get him another job in two to three years. Maybe not. I mean, who really knows what what he wants to do or what will open up for him. But I, I like this hire. I mean, I think it's not like I'm not like you know overwhelmed by it. But I, I just think it's it's good. I think he's coached a lot of good offenses in Portland, and I think he'll bring a lot to the table in terms of making sure the Bucks are set up offensively going forward. Yeah, he's a, he's a guy who's used to coaching on teams that are that are offensive heavy and need to survive on offense. So of course you want to bring in a guy like that when your team for a lead assistant job or we're assuming it's a lead assistant job uh, for a team that, you know, has a defensive minded head coach, like you had mentioned, or has made his money in the NBA being a defensive minded coach in Adrian Griffin and bring a coach like Terry Stotts to a team that has had its struggles on offense and needs to improve that side of the ball. Yeah. You want to go get a guy who had to rely on his offensive skills because in Portland, it's not like he had a run of the mill defenders time. That Portland team had to win based on its offensive versatility, especially centered around like sort not not I, w- I don't want to call Dame a heliocentric guy because he's really not. He works he can work really well off ball and do a lot of other stuff. He's not like he, he's a different player yeah, than James. Make sure Harden you don't offend Dame. Change. We don't we don't want to be the podcast that kept Dame away. No, no, no. We love you, Dame. We love you, Dame. Come on the pod after you join the Bucks or before and say you want to join the Bucks. Uh that one especially would work for me. That one would, yeah, that that one would really work for me. Let's let's make it happen, Dame. Our people will talk to your people. Um, but yeah, Terry Stotts, like when you when you look at that Blazers team, and like they were just using offensive heavy weapons like Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum. Now it's Anthony Simons. Like this is a team. Jeremy Grant, Yusuf Nurkic. Like these. This is a team that did not have great defenders to choose from. So they made their money. They won their games based on their ability to outscore other teams. 
the Bucks could use some of that juice. And Terry Stotts was the architect of that offense. And I I do like this hire. He's a he's a guy. He's also a guy who's been a head coach, like you had mentioned, for a long time in this league. He knows how his he knows his way around the the knows his way around the block, I guess. And he can uh, give advice to a guy like Adrian Griffin, who's uh, you know a first time head coach. Like you need another guy with experience in the room. Terry Stotts, I think, is a perfect fit. Welcome back to Milwaukee, Terry Stotts. Yeah. Um, it doesn't. It isn't specified in either Woj or name slash Shams reporting if he will be the the a lead assistant. I wonder. I wonder if they're waiting on Charles, Charles Lee. Lee. Yeah. So yeah. in this athletic piece, name does mention that some assistant coaches have given their farewells, like on social or whatever. Some are still there working. I mean, there's draft workouts, there's individual workouts, and those contracts. It's not like you know when Bud was let go. It wasn't like all of those assistants were like tied to that and also let go they all have their own contracts so i'm sure it's a little bit of limbo for them right now and they're figuring those things out but it does sound like there's a chance that whether it's charles lee or some other people deeper down the bench you know there could be some coaches that are going to be on adrian griffin's staff that were on buds last season of course we've talked about you know griffin and nurse kind of probably competing maybe for some of those raptors coaches like the he's gonna have to get a little creative with uh to fill out his bench here uh, so we'll see. We'll see who all ends up joining the staff. We do know. Terry and I'm Stotts. sure I'm sure the Bucks also wouldn't mind some level of continuity as yeah. well, because like we mentioned, this is a very, very, very unique uh, head coaching search uh, that the Milwaukee Bucks have undergone. So it's like you already have a team who is ready to win a title now, has won a title together. Uh, you want to at least keep some some continuity going forward. So it's like, you know, like. I'm not like I could just be talking here, uh, but y- you want some guys on the staff who know like, hey, this is what these guys are used to. This is what these guys are like. This is how to push them this way. This is how you get them going this way. And while the new voice is going to help and it should help and Adrian Griffin is surely going to do a great job here. Uh, you want to have some level of I'm sure the Bucks would, wouldn't mind some level of continuity like we just we just saw it with the Phoenix Suns. Like yeah. uh, Kevin Young was up for um, up for multiple head coaching jobs and didn't get them. And uh, usually when that happens is that that assistant goes and leaves to go be a head, like a associate head coach, lead assistant somewhere else uh, yeah. for another team and just keeps building their resume for the next uh, head coaching vacancies. But Kevin Young stayed with the Phoenix Suns because they made him one of the high, I think the highest paid assistant in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we see something like that with Charles Lee, who uh, the only coaching vacancy uh, is going to be Toronto. the Toronto Raptors. So we'll see what happens there. And Toronto's still interviewing people, I think, this weekend. Yeah. So maybe we get a decision this week for that. But, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they keep Charles Lee around. Yeah, it will. Um, Which, it I, wouldn't be a bad thing. Charles Lee would be like, great. Yeah, it would be amazing. I do wonder a little, and in, in this athletic article, it also does say um, that they were still negotiating things with Griffin's contract, and he will sign soon. So again, this, I don't think there's, it's weird, and we can call it out for being weird. I don't think it's concerning. Um, no. I do wonder if the relatively low per year coaching salary has anything to do with the Bucks going out and maybe reallocating some of that coaching budget to assistants. Obviously, they can spend whatever they want, but... Um, we know there's always there's always a, a max dollar amount, and maybe I, I think it would be a little savvy if they said and Griffin was in on you know okay I'll, I'll get closer to four million but 
We retain Charles Lee. We bring in Terry Stotts. Like, we're, we're in a position to succeed. And then, you know, after you succeed for a bit as an NBA coach, then you can go get the Monty Williams bag and, and whatever else. So, uh, And we, they're still paying Bud, like I mentioned. Yeah, that too. What, so we don't have to just say he oversaw good offensive teams in Portland, by the way. This is a, an interesting nugget I just saw. He was an assistant for Dallas, hired in 08, stayed until 2012, and he was credited for coordinating the Mavs offense when they won the title in 2010-11, one of the most efficient in the league. So that was right before Portland stopped. So he kind of bounced around a little bit, came into the NBA with George Carl and the Supersonics, actually, and that's how he got to Milwaukee as an assistant. Um, and then he got the Bucks job, or he got the Hawks job, excuse me. Um, he was actually promoted to that from an assistant when the head coach there got fired. Interesting career for Terry Stotts, but um, certainly a guy who's been involved with some great offenses and, and had a lot to do with them. So I think an exciting hire, you know, it's not someone that maybe will, you know, lead all news outlets or be really thrilling to people, but this is this is a very nice hire and exactly what the Bucks need to do to set up Adrian Griffin for success. So it's nice to see that. I think Charles Lee coming back as well for the continuity, but also, I mean, it's just... You know, a, a great coach, a really well-regarded coach. So having more of those on staff would never be a bad thing. No, for sure. And it's it's always important. Also, like the Bucks organization, like does a good job of like keeping guys and propping guys up for new jobs, yeah. and like Charles Lee, like keeping him on, like making sure he's an associate head coach or re- like retains his position as that. If he does not get a head coaching job, is just uh, showing goodwill for your guys around the league. Absolutely. Our other news item here. Bobby Portis is going to play for Team USA in the FIBA World Cup. Announced alongside a couple other players, Austin Reeves, one of them, which the summer. Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. The summer of Austin Reeves continues. Uh, Uh, Mikhail Bridges, Tyrese Halliburton. It's a good roster. So the the fascinating thing here, for for Team USA, it's pretty good. So far, so far, it's not all out yet. I wonder if they'll get Drew. I mean, that would be a, a big one. Or Chris. Uh, I don't know if Chris wants to go back. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, Jalen Brunson as well. Oh, Jalen Brunson. I mean, that's like that's like three all-star players. Mikhail played like an all-star the second half of the year. It's good. And here's what I'll say. It's good, actually. Before we even get to the Bobby part, it's good because these are all young players. And I, what I've said for years is what they need to do is get get a crew that you bring to everything. Like, what they need to do is go to these guys and say, listen, you come to the FIBA World Cup this year, you go to the Olympics in two years, you go to the next FIBA World Cup, etc. Like they, they need to learn how to play together in this format as a team versus just like, okay, what 12 guys can we get this year? What 12 guys can we get next year? Who, who's going to show up? Because the LeBrons and Stephs don't go anymore. And now the league talent is too diverse for the, the American team to thrive by just like picking whatever 12 guys want to show up. Like they need more continuity. So I'm hoping that this roster that is being put together by Grant Hill, who I think is going to be good at this. He's the managing director now, Steve Kerr and Sean Ford. Um, But I think this may be what they're doing, which I think would be really good. I think that's what they should be doing. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not overwhelming. Also though, how many other American all-stars are there at this point? Yeah, that's fair. I was trying to go through a list and I had like if you're assuming maybe the old K- guys won't go. Maybe KD does it again. He did it he did the last Olympics. 
That would be fun. I, Booker? They, they, they don't regard the FIBA World Cup as well. Booker would be a big get for them. Booker was great in the Olympics. Uh, Dame, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, LeBron's not going to do it. Steph's not going to do it. Yeah, I mean, certainly Chase, Chase Canadian. Yeah. KD, KD, Dame, and Booker. Tatum? Yeah, Tatum they should get. Tatum's a big one. Eh. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll I don't know if they dribble. need Jalen. Uh, after the playoffs, I don't know if they need Jalen. <laughs> maybe he wants to go. He wants to get some reps in. Yeah. He needs it. Maybe he wants to play for a coach he respects. Did you hear he broke a huddle by saying one, two, three, defense? <laughs> Joe, Joe Missoula is the big offensive guy, and Jalen Brown said one, two, three, defense. The Celtics had to bring in uh, Sam Cassell so somebody would respect them. Anyway. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. He probably watched the town one too many times. He's like, I'm done. I'm <laughs> done watching the town, Joe. Steven Joe, Joe put on a different movie, Joe. Come on. <laughs> We're sick of the town. It's just an insane thing. Film sessions are just clips of the town on TikTok or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's and like, part, oh, do you guys remember this scene? We know, Joe. We've seen it. <laughs> um, but Bobby Portis is so far the only big guy announced on the team. And my interest here is really like seeing – does he play center? Like, how does he play there? That's what I was going to say. He, yeah. in the international game, he would almost have to be a power forward. Realistically, because of the no zone defense rules, you need, like, a massive guy to, like, yeah. anchor the paint. So he would have to really be a power forward. Because he, he's too small to play center. For, I don't for know if he is. I think he is. I mean, it, dep- it depends on the team. So Team USA loves to go small. I mean, they're playing Harrison Barnes at the five. Oh yeah, Pop was the head coach. I I think maybe he's not the primary. He may be a center there. Deer and Fox, by the way. Deer and Fox. Oh yeah, maybe good. Only so many guards though. I think they're looking for passers. Um, what was I saying? Um, but the the other thing with Team USA and and the player pool is there's not a ton of big guys. I don't think Aiton plays for USA. No, he doesn't. Bahamian team. Yeah, and also it's not that good. But so that it's like Miles Carl Turner. Anthony Towns, I think, plays for the Dominican team. I believe that's correct. He he, I think he can switch. I, I never remember how switching works, or if he wants to, I don't know. Um, Miles Turner has been their primary center. Certainly bigger than Bobby. He's Brooke if he comes. Brooke went last year. They didn't really play him. I don't know if Brooke wants to do this again. Maybe. I don't know if they're looking for older guys. I mean, we've all we've only gotten young guys announced so far. They need but, some vets. I think they need some. I think KD and Tatum would be great. I think mean, Tatum's young, but he's and played book. in 19 finals. And Book, for sure. He's played in one finals time. Come on. Conference finals. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't, don't, don't No, do I know. <laughs> Tatum's career is insane, though. It is. Um, we remember, we don't dislike Tatum. We hate the Celtics. We don't. Yes. It's yes. hard to dislike Tatum. He just goes out there and hoops and goes home to his kid and eats tacos. Like, it's pretty much... Every, it's the life we all want. It's like a, it's a, it's American Giannis, but it's like sort of toned down. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What were we talking about? Um, the <laughs> big the, guys, big, the big man situation in Bobby. Um, that's why I, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to – like I think for him long term, the biggest thing – and we'll get to him in a second here. If, if Actually, we won't. He's not an impending free agent. But um, he is a, a decision to be made, right, like trade or not basically. And we'll probably do that pod, uh, I don't know, next week at some point before for the offseason starts. But – I think it, the, he needs to figure out, like, am I a five or am I a four? Because I think trying to be a 4.5 continues to leave Bobby in no man's land to a certain extent, like, especially with the Bucks. And I, I think he can be either and it can work with the Bucks. But, like, either, we've seen it work with the Bucks a little bit. But I, I think they're just, I think Elaine needs to be picked at some point. Like, are you going to be able to do center stuff on defense or are you going to focus on defending the perimeter better? That's basically the choice. So I think this will be fascinating to see Bobby there. Like, are they going to play him at center? Is that what he's going to lead into? Or will he be doing, like, switching? Or if he is center, will he be switching one through five? Will they be switching one through five? Because I do think right now he just can't do either well enough, and that that has to be the focus for him. So I can't wait to see how he plays, how they use him. The fact that he's one of the first commitments does make it seem like you know, he may have a, a big role here, or maybe it's just easier to get these guys to commit. Who knows? But if they are going with a youth movement and they're having trouble finding bigs, maybe Bobby ends up being a pretty pronounced role on Team USA. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good to see. To be clear, I think he can be like really, really good for Team USA. I just think it's just going to be as more of a forward than than as center. Yeah, but like you mentioned, it'll be important to see how malleable he can be. Like uh, in terms of like Steve Kerr and Eric Spolstra, like who who are the other assistants? Um, uh, I know just... it, it it really matters. Like Kerr and Spolstra, that's yeah. what matters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seeing how he plays under guys like that and just like has to adjust his game to like a new new style because he's really only played like two styles uh here in milwaukee mm. just to see how he's used offensively defensively it'll be big like because he's gonna have to like everyone else on the roster for the bucks they're gonna have to go undergo some change yeah. like a lot of change because you know they have a new head coach yeah <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how he reacts to that and thrives or doesn't thrive yeah. And in, I think in that system, it'll be huge to watch the defense. I think offensively, I mean, there's going to be a lot of matchups where he totally eats in the international game. I, mean, I think skilled players like that who can score from the mid range, like especially there are some smaller teams, 
Uh, I think Bobby is going to have some some pretty big offensive games for Team USA. So be fun to watch. Always fun to watch Bucks in international competition. Already excited to watch Giannis in FIBA World Cup. We'll see if any other Bucks are on Giannis Team USA. And, uh... Greece and Team USA are in the same group. Yeah, so we will get to see Bobby versus Giannis. I, At least once. Good luck, Bobby. Uh, good luck, because Bobby. We, we know Giannis likes to go at his guys. Yes, he does. Um, and just likes to score in general. And I don't. So far, Team USA does not have a very good Giannis impediment there on the roster. Yeah, and to be clear also, we have no uh, indication that Giannis has committed to play for Greece I, this summer. I thought oh, we, we had do? a good idea. It was just a while ago. This was I don't know if it's official. But I, I thought it would look like he was leaning that way, but this was like before playoffs, maybe. Let, let's see let's see what the first results are. He's overhanging out uh with uh, was it Fenerbahce or one of the Euroleague teams right now they posted last week. No. Oh. He was getting up well, some Grant, threes. Grant Hill thinks that Giannis Atetokounmpo will suit up for Greece. I, I I think everyone should always assume Giannis will suit up for Greece. Uh, but yeah, he was. You should be scared. He was hanging out with Kalaitis's team, um, and they were talking. And Giannis was shooting over in. I uh, don't don't remember what team that is now. I I don't think it's Fenerbahce. It's not. I uh, don't remember. Nick Kalaitis? Yeah. Let's see who does he play for. It's also he was also talking to Atutis, who's the oh he does coach. he does play for Fenerbahce. Fenerbahce, yeah. So I think Atutis coaches that team. So he's basically, like, visiting Fenerbahce is like visiting, like, you know, the Greek point guard and head coach. And I think they have a couple other players on that team as well. So All I'm saying is, Giannis, go to some go to some uh, Spanish League basketball game because I yeah. might be attending. <laughs> That'd be sick. If, maybe you can run into Giannis in another bathroom. <laughs> Rohan got barred from a Wisconsin herd bathroom because he was trying to get in and see Giannis in there accidentally. <laughs> I was not trying to see Giannis. And I was trying to use the bathroom. And then it was like, oh, Giannis is in there. You can't go in. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what do you mean I can't go in the bathroom? Well, they didn't tell they didn't tell me that Giannis was in there. They're just like, no, you can't go in there right now. I was like, what are you talking about? I can't go in there. Yeah, they just they just wall off a whole bathroom for the guy. And it's like and just five seconds later, Giannis walks out, and I'm like, oh, okay. They they must have built that place never anticipating like a VIP in the building. And then Giannis yeah. just shows up and is in the stands all the time. They're like, come on, dude. Like, what? Yeah. We're they absolutely for this. No. I mean, how can you? Be? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, should we get into should we get into the, the meat and potatoes of the podcast? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I think luckily we can get through some of these a little quickly because we, we went deep on coaching and on Bobby, which, you know what? Probably should have expected. We said, oh, we'll do the news up top. We'll be quick. Too much to talk about. Exciting news. Always exciting news. 12-month NBA season at this point. So we've split these players up into three categories, which actually relates to how much the Bucks can spend to bring them back. So we'll go over those and that information as well with this, just so everyone knows, because I think, you know, there's all these different ideas about cap space and what they should and could pay, etc. Then to be clear, one more caveat before we dive into the players. If you say no to all of them, the Bucks still won't have real cap space. Uh, they'll have like half a max, if that, at most. And that's, again, if you say no to all of these players, that's where you're at. So um, not really not really an option here. So that should be considered as well. Player number one, let's just get right into it. Chris Middleton, this is the beginning of the full birds rights section, which means the Bucks can pay these players up to their max for up to five years. 
because they have played for the same team continuously for three or more seasons. doesn't matter about the new CBA, the old CBA, the cap, the tax. They all allow this. It will be expensive, but the Bucks can basically pay these four players, Chris being the first one, whatever they want. Also, Chris has a player option. He could be extended if he opts in. He can opt out and sign a big contract. That part, of course, is up to Chris, but assuming he opts out, Rohan, should the Bucks keep Chris Middleton or let him walk? It's a game show now. They should keep him. Absolutely, yes. they should keep yes. him. Like, it's you, you can't lose your second best player in the playoffs. Uh, it wasn't the case for the regular season. Drew was the second best player for the regular season. Uh, it was not close in the postseason. Uh, it, it was actually kind of close. It was actually kind of close. But uh, Drew Holiday, uh, between like him and Brooke. Oh, I, I thought you meant him and Drew. I was like, it was out. No, it was him, it was him and Brooke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris Middleton, he, he's been time and time again. He's been a playoff performer. He's uh, going to get his jersey retired by this franchise. One of the greatest players to ever play for this franchise. Uh, you absolutely keep him. You, you would, again, like you mentioned earlier, if you uh, do not keep all of these guys, you still don't have like max contract space. You can't do anything. You have to keep the talent, and Chris Middleton is talent. Yeah, He is an incredible player. We just saw it. We've seen it for years now. You have to keep guys like that. No-brainer you keep Chris Middleton. No-brainer. Agree, agree with everything you said. Also, it seems like they're going to. I mean, he was in on the Adrian Griffin conversation, which is not always something you do with a player who could hit free agency and walk. I think Chris wants to stay. I think Giannis wants Chris to stay. Uh, I, I think Chris will be back. I would hope not the full, full max. Um, I mean, it doesn't, who knows if it really will matter or not. Again, the Bucks' flexibility is low. Um, we'll see how much it is, how long it is. I think that's probably going to be the push and pull on the contract is, you know, I'm sure Chris obviously, Chris obviously wants full max. The Bucks obviously want to retain him for probably less than that and have a little bit more flexibility, a little less tax hit. Um, and I think what it'll probably end up coming down to is, a higher dollar amount for less years or a slightly lower one for more years for Chris. I would guess we end up in the second category, personally. I think it's going to be not his max, but like a four or maybe even five-year deal. So Chris gets all the total money, but it's dispersed more evenly so that the Bucks are able to keep him for the rest of Giannis' prime without needing to, you know, um, pay it all up front and take some insane tax hits in the next couple of years here. So... That will be the, the interesting thing. This could even be a declining contract. I mean, that, that's allowed under the CBA uh, up to like 8% per season if they want to structure it that way too. So it could be flat, flat, flat decline. Who knows what they'll do. But we both agree on that. I think we will agree on this next player as well. Brooke Lopez, also full bird rights, is just a free agent. Um, apparently, Bill Simmons said he thought he was going to leave Milwaukee. Uh, don't listen to Bill Simmons. Um, I, he also said I, Kevin Young was going to be the head coach of the Suns. He did. He also thought the Celtics were good. Um, I, they, they were good, but you know. Um, Brooke, they should absolutely bring back as well. Um, again, I think it's going to be the same push-pull. Like they, The Bucks don't have any impending free agents who are like, you know, clear, just give them the max and don't think about it, guys. I mean, Giannis, I think, could sign an extension later this summer. He is obviously that. But in terms of these actual free agents, I don't think it should be that. But, you know, give Brooke like two more years at a reasonable number. Hopefully the Al Horford contract being very realistic kind of set set an avenue there for that to happen. Um, but I certainly think the Bucks should bring back Brooke, 
even if you want them to play less drop. I, I think you just, like Rohan, you said it so well, you can't just give up on talent for nothing. And Brooke is talent. Brooke was the other guy besides Chris who really showed up in the playoffs. Even if defensively he didn't have the same impact, offensively he was there. Um, and, and always has been. Yeah, always has been. Always has been a 16-game player for the Bucks. Struggles in some matchups, but when he's out there, he's going to give it his all. And still looks he also like just he has came, some in the tank. He also just came second in defensive player of the year voting. Yeah, yeah. So I, if you want to play him a little less and like switch more or do something else more, that's fine. No way you should just let Brooke walk. He's too good. I wouldn't even want to sign and trade him. Pers- I just think he's too good no. and he should be a buck. However, so, I will say, I will say, I'm not, again, I'm very much team bring Brooke back. I was saying that five times fast. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what Adrian Griffin thinks of Brooke. Yeah. Because uh, he was a man, and what Brooke thinks of Adrian Griffin. Yeah. Because Brooke came when Bud came. And Brooks just been a bud guy. That's all. Like it'll it'll be interesting yeah. to see. I'm sure it'll be like a, a good relationship, and he has a good relationship with all the guys, like on the on the team. Uh, seemingly, obviously, we don't know for sure. Yeah. Uh, it'll just be interesting to see how Adrian Griffin values a guy like Brook Lopez. Compared you certainly, to you you would hope highly. Uh, you would hope highly, considering Brook is very very good at basketball. Yeah. Uh, I want to see Brooke back for like uh, like a two year deal. I want to see like, Brooke retire with the Bucks. I also would like to see that too. So you're with me on, on keep Brooke. Oh, absolutely, okay. absolutely. This is a big one for you. I'll just let you cook the Nassus full bird rights. They could get the Nassus a full max. Could you imagine? Would that be the funniest? <laughs> just the Nassus five years, three hundred million. It's like two hundred ninety million. I think is the full max. <laughs> And actually, I don't know if he has enough user service. I, I yeah, I don't think he does. Get the Nasus get full max. That's that's the new question. I think he needs um, like seven years. No, he only has five the, years. Sorry, Thanasis. You can only get five years, like 250 million. I'd do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Rohan? What? Would you on. not? Of course I would not. <laughs> um, I would petition the league to give him the 290 million. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, but it's like, imagine Giannis says the Nasus gets full max or I'm, I'm out. <laughs> you give the Nasus the full max. <laughs> How much? It depends. Like, could they, it doesn't can, depend can, on can, anything. Can you Giannis do help, it. Can Giannis help cover some of the tax money at that point? Because <laughs> I don't want to lose like the other the, the, the other players. I'll just say other and not a different word like good. Over this, <laughs> no, it's a simple question. Would you or not? I, I would give him full max assistant coach money. How about that? So you would let Giannis leave? No, Rohan, move, move on. Talk about Thanasis. No, obviously, you bring Thanasis back. Yeah, if he, want, if if he, he wants, wants to come, come back, back. Yeah. yeah, if he wants to come back for a minimum contract like he has, then you do it. Like culture center, yeah, culture center. Uh, the guys seem to love him, everyone yeah. seems to love Thanasis. How can you not? We love Thanasis here, yeah. Uh, Great clips. Yeah. Good interviews. He, really, was on the last pod. He's like really yeah, diving deep for these guests. Apparently his house got robbed or something. Denny Obvious? Yeah. Oh, didn't see that clip. I'll have to listen yeah. to the episode. Uh, no free ads. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you bring the Nazis back. You, yeah. Come on, you bring the Nazis back. Yeah. If he um, wants to come back, he, he's coming back. And to be clear, we're not, uh, maybe Rohan is, uh, we're not talking full max. I mean, Thanos no, is pretty much no. just like keeps taking vet men. Although now, like, they can, 
if they want to give him a little more, if they can, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how that negotiating works, but um, I, I do. I'll, I've always wanted like Wilthanasis want to go play somewhere at some point. Like, you and know, I, I've a been on team player, and I've been on team actually played Thanasis. I know you have. Well, we'll, we'll see I what mean, Adrian can, Griffin thinks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Thanasis. Hey, if Adrian Griffin likes his like intense defenders. Thanasis yeah. is right up there. And I'm like, if people are going to think I'm joking, I'm not joking. He's, he's more athletic than a lot of guys the Bucks played last year. Is what he's I like the say. third most athletic guy on the roster. Although he is 31 now. So I, I do. He's still got bounce. He though. still does for now. Yeah. Right, we, we're probably nearing the end of the actual play Thanasis argument window, though. Yeah. It's got to happen soon. If Man, it's he's happen. 31 already? Time's flying. Well, he's, he turns 31 in this month, I think. Oh, well, happy early birthday. Thanasis. Yeah. Yeah, I know. The time does fly, though. I was like, what's time the Time flies, man. 29? I, I didn't remember how old he was compared to Giannis, but yeah. Yeah. The last Giannis one. is going to be 30 next year. I know. Contentious uh, debate time, I think, between us here. Is it? I think so. Oh, God. What are you... Okay. Jay Crowder, full bird No, rights. no. I think yes. I think no. Absolutely I think absolutely not. absolutely yes. Why? Tell me why. So, I don't think the Bucks get their TPMLE this year. Because of the new CBA. And it's just going to be very hard to add quality wing players. And this is, if you're watching the finals right now, I have not watched it very much. Denver is a team that just like kept doing that. They just kept adding and keeping their wings. And right now, the team is ridiculous because they have their superstar big man. Sound familiar. And they have their other star in Jamal Murray. And then it's really just a bunch of wings that they can play between those you, two. You, no, you said you said one thing, one word. I know. Quality time. During every until the five playoff games, and they only played what three of them. Crowder was really good as a buck. Something didn't click. Something didn't work. It was like three games during the regular season. Looked like the perfect fit, and he's a little, he's an older player. And I do want the Bucks to get younger, but. They have the means to keep him. He didn't rule it out. I do think, you know, making the coaching change makes it easier to mend that fence and bring him back. And I agree. He wasn't. He was bad in the playoffs. A lot of guys on the Bucks were bad in the playoffs. And I just think, you know, that, that should not necessarily preclude the Bucks from keeping him. This was someone who averaged seven points and four boards in the regular season, shot 54% from two, or for, yeah, from two, 43% from three. Like, he was good, and then he was bad in a really small sample in a kind of bad matchup, and they, you know, he didn't, you know, not like he got a huge chance. Again, I'm not saying he should have, but he played, like, 41 total minutes or 42 total minutes and was just bad in very limited sample, 10 minutes a game. So um, I, I'm not closing that door. I would like the Bucks to actually bring him back for a year or two and just see what they've got there. I still want them to get some younger wings, but this is like, or or a sign and trade, I guess, is fine. But I I would not. I'm actually for bringing him back and giving him another chance. You can trade him later if it doesn't work, DJ Augustine style. But I just think Crowder still has something to give, and just because he didn't in that playoff stint does not mean he never could. Uh, and he was still new to the team. He had some injury stuff, the long layoff, everything else. Uh, I'm I'm not ruling it out. Uh, I am I am in favor of giving the guy another chance. I mean, yeah, I'm all about giving guys second chances, but it's it's clear, like based on his comments, like it it doesn't seem like he said he was he open knows. to coming back. He did. He did. I mean, you have to say that. Do you? Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, it's Jay Crowder. Like your option, like your options are going to be limited. I, I think in the past, Jay Crowder has been pretty pretty demonstrative about where he wants to go and not. I mean, this is not someone who's known for his decorum and measured comments all the time. He tweets in all nope. caps. I, 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 do you remember when I said he should tweet in lowercase? I do remember that. <laughs> I think he needs to earn it, the privilege back, but I think he can. He does. He does. He needs to – maybe not all lowercase, but, like, you know, like – This just proper sentence case? Could yeah. everyone Could everyone just use proper sentence case? Just a request from me. Thanks. Anyway, I'm one, I'm, I'm one of those internet boomers. Go on. It's just – maybe maybe those three games and four. painted me the wrong way. It was four. It was four, four games. Four games, yeah. Four games painted me the wrong way. There's a reason for that. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was bad. It was really bad. Like, nothing, literally no facet of the game of basketball worked for Jay Crowder. Yeah. And he was confused as to, like, hey, man, I don't know why I'm not playing. I don't know my purpose here. Like, yeah, you were ass. Like, sorry. Uh, but, yeah. like, come on. I I almost think it, it's – I look at it differently as a guy like Miritich because – he didn't get enough opportunity to definitively play better or worse. Like he was ineffective. I don't think he killed them though. He did. The, he, he didn't he, kill that them. One missed shot did kill them. The one like part of a run in game three, I think, or game four, when he missed a. I don't know if it was a layup or what. That that did kind of kill them in the moment. But like over the course of the series, he literally didn't get the opportunity to kill him. I kind of feel similarly about Javon, who we'll get to in our next section here who played similar minutes and has very similar shooting numbers as well. But it's like, you know, Bud was actually pretty quick on not giving guys chances. And the rotation was almost too big. I mean, if you factor in West, although he only played two games, they had 11 guys who played 10 or more minutes. And I do think there was just some rhythm issues for both Javon and Crowder. And those are guys who like to shoot, and they weren't able to really ever get in a rhythm. And again, I'm not saying they should have, I'm not saying you can just play these guys through this and play other guys less, but I do almost think that because of the way the rotation was, I think it was easy for them to, if they started cold, they never had an opportunity to get hot. And I think if, if Crowder had put up similar, even a little better numbers and played 25 minutes a game, I would be with you. I'd be like, no, you didn't have it in the playoffs. It's over. I, I don't think that was the fairest shake. And I would like to, I would like to bring him back and just see. And then if, you know, it's not working by the trade deadline, that you have another salary you can move anyway. That's fair. That's fair. I guess you should you, – it, it would depend on the number for me. Yeah. Well, what, what's the number you want to give him? Ten. Ten? It's another building block. I mean, if you give him ten, then between him, Bobby, if he's still around, uh, Grayson, you're over 30 with those three. Well, like eight. I, I mean, I, I, that works too for sure. Yeah, I think eight's fine. Yeah, a ten, ten at most. Yeah, I think ten, ten's the max. Yeah, but again, it's not not handicapping their spending. It's just more That's expensive. Fair. That's fair. I'm not. That's I'm fair. not going to be like, oh my god, you can't give Jay Crowder eleven million. Cause it's like, yeah, it's not going to matter on what they can do later or not. I mean, it's their own budget, which we we can never know. But um, yeah, I'm not saying go give him like three for forty five. He wasn't. He was you know very bad. But I think again, I'm like two for fifteen or something. I think that that could really work out for the Bucks long term. That's fair. I think you convinced me. Good. Uh, next section: early bird rights. So this is weird uh, how it works. It's if you played basically two straight years for a team, and 
you can get 175% up to 175% of your last year's contract as a max figure in year one or the NBA average salary. So if you all remember last season, this is how Bobby Portis got the four-year, $48 million deal because the NBA average salary was like $10 million. So he was able to use that as the starting point. So there are two players who qualify. One of them, I don't think we need to worry about this one too much. One of them is very interesting. We'll start off with the first one. Wes Matthews is an early bird rights player. Um, certainly don't expect Wes to get a $48 million or $50 million contract at this point. Um, I, I do think maybe they could give him a little a little bump if they want him back. But where do you fall on, on Wes after the playoffs? And I think this is where it gets difficult because I think we all agree. Everyone who watches the Bucks agrees. It would be great if they could get younger and more athletic. It's determining how to do that and which players you let go that make that a harder convo. So I think Wes is an obvious candidate to say, oh, we need to get younger there. Also, he was one of their better playoff performers and kind of always has been, but he's like 35. So what do you think about Wes, Rohan? It's tough because he was one of their better playoff performers, but he only played, what, two games? 41 minutes over two games. He is also turning 37. Two games because he was hurt. Uh, he, he's a guy where it's like, if you resign him, it's like, yeah, don't expect him to really play in the regular season. He would be their Andre Iguodala. Yeah. And even Andre didn't play in the postseason. Yeah. This year in past years, he would do, he obviously did a lot more. Now I'm not even talking about like when they said he should win sixth man, like toward the end of the KD years, he was really not doing much in the regular season and then helpful in the playoffs. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He would have to be that sort of role. Because like you like he he is good like he's very good as a playoff performer as a scrappy defender as a guy who just he knows where to be he knows where to be in the right spot again another guy who's really thrived under Bud so we'll see how Adrian Griffin sort of responds with Wes like yeah. how those two resonate. Um, Although I mean and, he also I mean Bud just he also left after Bud didn't play him in the bubble. That's also so they had they got over something they definitely there was something there that you know was less less amenable for a while but they obviously were we 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 pretend that West didn't leave I think West just loves the Bucks I think he does too I mean he was just blowing up their phones to sign him middle of the season before last and they finally did and uh, it worked out well yeah uh, I mean the, like he he's had success here the team's performed well with him like it's I don't know like I'm I'm always going to be pro bring West back. Uh, it would just obviously on a min. Yeah, uh, I mean, again, it's like they want to give him three million. Again, it doesn't really matter to them, and they can without using any other exception because they have his early bird rights. But yeah, basically, not very much. I mean, his vet min is like two point nine million at this point, anyway. So yeah, uh, it's just it's interesting. Like, if there's a guy who is like at the end of the roster, like you, you can't ask for a better guy than Wes, yeah. especially a guy who's going to continue to develop a lot, like help with Marjan's development. Yep. Like, yeah, Wes is a guy you want to keep around for basically your only young prospects <laughs> to yeah. learn from and develop. Uh, so, I, especially in that regard, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd want to bring Wes back. I, I do as well. Um, I think that it because of what you laid out, like. You can, it's basically like you get a free potential playoff performer. And by free, I mean not just like from roster building, like that cost perspective, but you don't even really need to give him a big rotational spot in the regular season. Like they can kind of save him and let, let these younger guys play and see what they have and just dust off Wes every so often, but not overexert him at all. And I think, you know, if he's okay with that, which is, you know, that's how it worked last year. 
Uh, and then maybe he gets a chance in the playoffs to show if he's still got it or not. I would totally want to bring him back. Like, I, I think he is the right kind of vet that you want around. You shouldn't, they shouldn't rely on him. I don't think they are relying on him, but he's just been that guy in the playoffs for them. I think he can have a couple of big moments. I would like Wes Matthews back. So through the first cap, the first four guys, we pretty much want all four back. Chris, Brooke, Thanasis, Wes. Yes. Uh, oh, five guys. Jay Crowder and Wes. I convinced you on Jay. You're you're not totally sold on Jay. Mm. Javon Carter, the other early bird rights player. A fascinating one. A really he has a fascinating player option, one. doesn't he? He does have a player option as well. We're going to assume he is opting out because it's like Three million, three and a half million. Yeah, two, yeah, three, something like that. So um, I certainly think, regardless of what we decide here, uh, Javon should be making a lot more than that. I mean, during the regular season, and again, this is a another regular season versus playoffs combo. Javon shot forty-two percent from three, eight points, two and a half assists, two and a half rebounds. One of the best perimeter defenders on the team. Uh, obviously, you know. It's mostly about on point guards or smaller guards, but uh, he refined the, the pull-up three. He was one of the best pull-up three shooters in the league, even though those shots drove people crazy in the playoffs, everything else. But, you know, kind of a, a limited player in terms of size. What do you think the Bucks should do with Javon Carter, Rohan? This one's this one's interesting. Uh, you know we love Javon. We love Javon. Well, let's see how much we love Javon. I'd say I'd say bring him back depending on what Hugo Basson does. What? Yeah. You're a Hugo Basson guy? I think you have to give him a shot. I not at the cost of Javon Carter. That's not that's not No, no, no. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. I mean you can bring over Hugo if you want to. I don't think he had a great season with uh Mets on Wemby's team. Are you just trying to get Wemby? Is that your angle here? What are you doing? I'm trying to get younger. Uh, is he even that young? Oh, he's not twenty. He's twenty-two. Yeah, he's, he's going to be one of the like. Regard, he could be like twenty-four, and he'll still be one of the youngest guys on the team. That's true. He averaged twelve points for Mets. Shot thirty-five percent from three, sixty-three percent from two, though. Kind of a chucker of a player, but yeah, I, I, I would just bring Javon back if you can. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I'm all again. I'll be, I'll be pro Javon because he's also to your point. One of the younger players on the roster at 27, 28 years old. I think he's going to be 28 for this next season. But he's a Giannis timeline guy. Yeah, he turns 28 in, in September. You know, still has his whole – basically entering his mid-prime right now, right? So uh, I think he continues to get better. I, I would like to keep him around. And I think, you know, maybe he should even have more of a role. I don't know. I mean, he struggled in the playoffs. He didn't shoot well. But, again, was a guy who just really didn't have a – a real rotational role, right? He was like a 10, 11-minute guy and just played in fits and spurts and didn't get to play all that much. Um, maybe he doesn't earn that. We'll see. But, I, I again, I think you want to bring him back and just have him around, especially because, I mean, I, I don't know what else you do at the guard spots if you don't at this point, to be honest. I mean, you can bring over Hugo and try to play him. Uh, I think Marjan should play more next year no matter what, but I don't really view him as a true guard. I see him as more of a wing. No. I don't know who your backup point guard is if Javon isn't back. I mean, again, as I mentioned, you won't have real contracts. You'd have to do trades. Wait, what's George Hill doing? Uh, he still plays for the Pacers, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, is I know, he but in there or is he a free agent? I think he's – I could be wrong. Uh, but he's a bud guy. Yeah. I mean, George Hill, I mean, would have been helpful. But you're not getting younger with George Hill. So let's put George Hill aside for a moment. 
I just I just always assume that George Hill will come. He's a he's an unrestricted free agent. Okay. Um, but he I, they they liked him there as a culture setter. They might bring him back. I think we'll see. Regardless, Rick Carlisle also loves three and four guard lineups, so it's sick. Um, but I, I think you know your your point guard depth is Drew and Javon at this point. I know some people want to ship Drew anywhere he can go. Regardless, even if you do that and bring back a different point guard, you still only have one on the roster. So uh, I think Javon should can be, get the ball in his hands a little more, see if he can play that role more as one of the younger players on this list, maybe like the youngest player on this list. Um, I certainly think the Bucks should bring him back. He is the youngest player on this list. Wow. Aside from two ways, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to the two ways as well. Good uh, call. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I, again love Javon. I'll happy happy to see him back. Would you give him four years, fifty million? That seems steep, right? Four years, fifty million. That would be like his max. No, sorry, yeah. Javon, but no. <laughs> Three for eighteen. Yeah, uh, yeah, I could see that. I think that's that's decent value all around. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I just no, <laughs> like come on, Javon's mom is not gonna like this episode. I know that's why I'm, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, we want everyone to get paid. We, we, yeah, we do. We, not, I, okay, not, yes. we don't want Javon to get paid. It's that this is no, a zero sum game. There's only so much spending the Bucks can do. Allocate resources. Yada yada yada. Yes, I want. I want Javon to get paid. I absolutely yeah. do. He's a guy who's just been making mints his entire entire NBA career, which is a lot of money. Like, yeah, let's not get rid of. That's a, a lot of money. Yeah. But I want to. I want to see him get paid because he deserves it. Yeah. Hundred percent. Also, I'm looking at George Hill's spot, spot track. Spot oh, track. Talk about someone who's gotten paid. Uh, I'm looking at his page. Did you do you know as part of that trade uh, that sent him to Indiana? Uh-huh. Do you know who Indiana traded to Brooklyn? Is it draft rights or a real player? Um, uh, it's draft rights. No. Juan Voile. How, how would I ever know that? <laughs> I just never saw that name associated with the trade ever. Well, I was like, what, uh, it's literally, a, it's a CBA mechanical thing. All the teams have to touch each other or whatever. So you, He was drafted uh, with 39th overall pick uh, in 2015. That's uh, so actually pretty recent. Some of these draft rights, they, they use them for years and years and years. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's... That's the early bird guys. Also, I think Wes, if he does want to coach over the next like year or two, if he wants to transition to be a Bucks assistant coach, totally down with that as well. And I think he would yeah. fit it on the staff. It seems like pretty well. I wonder. I wonder again. All of the assistants are sort of yeah. in limbo. I wonder what Damari Carroll's doing. Yeah, that you know, talk about a bud guy. That is the most unquestionable he, bud guy. Yes, so he we'll is. The one, uh, no, when Bud gets his next job, because he undoubtedly will, if he wants to, if yep. he wants to, yep. he will get a next job. I think he wants uh, Demar- to. Demari is going to be t- like an yeah. assistant right away. Yeah, uh, maybe a lead assistant at that point. I also wonder what Vin Baker does, and yeah. I think if both of those guys go, I would imagine we'll see another more was- recently retired player uh, on the bench. Uh, who was the Who was the only guy that's like said big? Is Chad Forcier right? I think like so. Announced- and the athletic pieces had a couple of players have maybe some were like on less less public pages. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, 
non-bird rights. So these are the least spending. I think we finally get to start saying no at this point. Yeah. Um, so, Some easy no's in here. <laughs> yeah, Goran Dragic. Uh, to, Bye. They can basically, what non-bird means is they can pay um, 120% of what they made last season. So basically it's like a run-it-back contract. Yeah, bye. Bye, uh, Goran. Yeah, didn't, didn't... He's already placed for the Heat. Yeah, he's already pretty much said that he, that's where he wants to finish his career, which is fine. Um, he's at all their playoff games. Yeah, cool. I, I'm not even... It, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't yeah, have that bye. much left. Myers Leonard. Bye. Yeah, I mean, it, it's nice that he tried, that he really wanted to be the Bucks' backup center. It's not yeah. good enough he for tried. basketball. He, he, he tried. He like, bought uh, in. He was locked in. Yeah. You know, I appreciate him for that. Wasn't just wasn't really good enough. Yeah, and uh, to be fair, uh, like you know, just just buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah. You just uh, to, sorry. This is going to be offensive again. You're kind of just wasting time if you bring these two guys back. Like, yeah. it's not worth it. We, we know. We just know. We know enough. Uh, Joe Ingles. So this one's Bye. really interesting. So they can give Joe Ingles a competitive contract. That's that's why the one-year, six-and-a-half-million-dollar deal was interesting because it gave them flexibility with this. They could pay him up to, like, $7 million. Don't think they will or should. Um, but they, they can. They have it in their arsenal to, to retain him. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. He played well. Yeah, he did. He, he wasn't bad, no. No, I guess he that would be he... the other backup point guard. But I... He kind of got exposed in in terms of like you can't you can't have him be in his true role against like an intense physical defense. I think you may. I think a team could. I think it's just not, not the Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, because they not have the too much other. They're they're already old and athletic around him. And to be honest, I don't think he can coexist with Chris Middleton. No, uh, I don't think they can be in the same rotation. And I think you look at everyone else we kept, and there's not really anyone else on here who's like. You look at it and go, oh, that's a wing player who's going to get exposed. Besides, uh, Chris was. And I think I'm hoping they can change his role a little bit and he'll be in a little better condition next playoffs. We'll see. You never know. But everyone else, it's like, you know, they're, they're okay, guys. He has, he has a full offseason to recover. From yeah, it's a huge deal. And Brooks, obviously, a big man. But everyone else is like an athletic wing or athletic guard. Wes, who just always holds up. Um, I, I don't think you can bring back Ingles. So he played well. I don't think he could have played that much better, to be honest. I think he be exceeded our expectations. Don't think he's a fit. I think you need to give Javon more playmaking and find younger playmakers. Maybe that's Marjan. Who knows? But I don't think Ingles should be back. He can go to another team and, and play a role for them. Again, it's a seemingly another Bud system guy. Yeah. I mean, he's just Along he's a good playmaker. You know, he's a good, good shooter. Really showed he has some in the tank. I just don't think – I don't think you want uh, the ball you, in a role player's only, hands You can only reply – yeah, you can only reply on like push dribbles so much because you can't get around. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Then, like, did you notice? Like, that's just like Joe Ingles' signature move as he's snaking a pick and roll is just throwing the ball in front yeah. of him and hoping and he catches catch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he got his pocket picked a few times doing that in the playoffs, and it's well, like, yes. yeah, it's like. It's like when when that's not working for Joe, it's not it's not working. <laughs> yeah, I think it was it was a good idea to bring him in. It was a, a very thin. Yeah, it, it worked. Pool. It worked decently well. But I mean, I, I think we just saw Lonnie, like, Lonnie Walker. He had a good he had a good postseason. He did. That's true. Um, that was the guy I wanted. I know, but um, poor Otto Porter just keeps getting hurt. I can't wait until we dig into the the vet men pool and, and start to rank those guys closer to July. That's going to be. That's going to be a sloppy pot because that's going to be the free agent pot outside of this one is who can be in for vet men. 
Oh, Biz, they don't. Uh, not, they don't need Bismack anymore. <laughs> I, I'm I'm good on Bismack now. I, I I'll take the win. But not, not not turning on the Twitter alerts. I can't wait to just pull up Spotrack and just go through all the guys I think could make Vetman. We can make 20, 20 person ranked lists. Maybe we'll pick twenty and we'll each rank them. Sicko's pod. We're just going through Russell like, Westbrook. We're just going through like Haywood Highsmith though. Ooh. <laughs> That's what it's gonna Fred be. Fred Van Vliet. Ooh. Not a vet minimum guy, Rohan. I mean, who knows? Maybe he wants to just sign with know. Clutch Sports. Not a vet minimum guy, Rohan. That is not how that works. Unless you're unless you're Nerlin Snowell. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, so we're both no on Ingles. Dylan Brooks. Oh no. Vet man, I mean. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both no on Ingles, so that completes it. So a good just... team was like, Yeah, you're not coming back, my guess. <laughs> yeah, but they're gonna bring back Mr. Gunn. Yeah, who's gonna be suspended for a long time? <laughs> like, oh uh, well, yeah, we're we're getting serious about getting our team straightened out. It's Dylan Brooks' fault. Ja posts his 15th IG live with a gun. <laughs> That's fine. That, yeah. I mean, banned, to be fair. The, oh, yeah, they banned him from team workouts. It's Cancun season. What? Okay, to be fair. Again, what are the Grizzlies supposed to do? Uh, what? what uh, I, here's what they're supposed to do. Not throw Dylan Brooks under the bus. They're That's blaming fair. Dylan Brooks for team problems. And yeah. uh, out of their control problems. They were injured. They didn't have the big depth to deal with the Lakers. But... They clearly were like, that never happens. A team never, right after a playoff series, goes, he's gone. There's no I don't think we've ever seen that ever, just in general. (laughs) No. And I think, you know, listen, I think Dylan Brooks is a clown. I think he's good enough that you would consider him on vet men. And if you just have to send him away, so be it. Um, But, you know, listen, do I think Dylan Brooks is why they lost to the Lakers? No, I don't. I think they weren't as good as the Lakers. They were beat up and their team was obviously in a really weird place. But I think to act like Dylan Brooks is their off-court issue is pretty hilariously misguided for the Grizzlies. That's fair. That's valid. Harrison Barnes? Dude, hell yeah, but I don't think that's happening. He's too good. Yeah. Karis LeVert? That's not... We'll, we'll do this... We'll do this... Okay. Pilot again, no. I'm, I'm teasing. Is he even I'm a teasing. free agent? Uh, no. Who, Karis LeVert? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, he is. What, really? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Didn't think it was. I'm looking on spot track right now. You're, you're sorted way too high. You got to scroll down like five scrolls. Oh, my. Udonis Haslam. No. That's the first name. That no. I to. No. <laughs> Robin Lopez. No. You know, it's, only, it's only been an hour. I'll put spot track free agents. Let's do a preview. Udoka Azubuki? No, he's not good. He's like a he's a center. He's a, yeah, uh, I know. Oh, <laughs> Thomas Bryant, Kevin. Some Speed people are interested in Kevin Knox. Did you know that? Uh, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I think he's bad at basketball. I think that's. I think he's concern. really bad at basketball. Uh, yeah, Josh Dar- Darius Baisley. I said Darius. Baisley. Oh, I didn't hear you. I was reading. Oh. Yeah, I would. I would. I would take the flyer on Baisley. A Kogi for sure. I think. I think he, the Suns want him, and he's not going to make that man. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Holiday. Yeah. I kind of wonder if Drew doesn't like him because they've had chances to add holidays and they never have. <laughs> I wonder if he, which one's which one's the anti-vax guy? Is that Justin? Uh, I'm not gonna guess. I don't. I, I think don't it's know. Justin. Uh, that's not great. Uh, Frank Nilakina. 
Nah. Yeah, I would take that flyer. I mean, yeah, maybe. Drew Eubanks at center. Michael Carter Williams. Hey. It's Justin. Kata Bates Jop. I would I would like that. If they could get Kata Bates Jop for Vet Man, this is the kind of sign that ex- excites me. <laughs> A young um, wing. He's 27. That's fair. Svi Mahailu. Oh, I think Svi is bad. Yeah. <laughs> I like Javante Green a lot. I don't know if he would make that little. No, I don't think so. I think either. he can play, though. I would definitely. Jalen Noel, I'd be down. He's too small, though. Yeah. That, yeah I think he's just worse, Javon, to be honest with you. Yeah. Tristan Thompson? Uh, that's going to be a no from me. Wenyon? I would take Wenyon back. Yeah. Back. Like, he hasn't played for the Bucks, but in the Bucks Org. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bucks Org. Wenyon Gabriel, we're talking about, to be clear. Bobot? I just got to Boban too. No, no, I don't think so. Mamu. <laughs> oh, no, San Antonio is going to keep him. Yeah. I Listen, I will say this. If Bobby's traded, Mamu's an interesting flyer if he was available. Oh, 100%. Mamu could play, just can't really play over Giannis or Bobby right now. No. Willie yeah, Carly Stein. Yeah. He's still not 30. That's that's crazy. I know. That's crazy. No defensive upside guy. Never really got a, a true chance. Oh, we didn't do the two ways. AJ Green oh, and yeah. Lindell Wigginson. Uh, I'm I have AJ for sure. Yeah, Lindell. AJ. You know, I'll take him on a two way again if he's eligible. The, the shooting started to heat up a little bit for Lindell, which is really his big thing. Um, I I would certainly take him on a two way. I would take AJ rostered. Yeah. I think AJ deserves a I'll, roster spot. However, however, since there's an expansion of two ways, I wouldn't be surprised to see him on another two way. I wouldn't either. Um, I do I do feel like it would make sense if they split the two ways. Like one or two of them is very developmental. One or two of them is like an emergency player. And that's where Lindell on one makes a lot of sense, especially if they do come in with Drew and, and um, Javon as the only two like point guards on the real roster. Having Lindell right there and able to step up in case of injury would be a, a good idea. Diakite? I bring Diakite. But is he 30 now? Uh, 26. Oh, he's not as, not as old as I thought. No. Oh, man. Portland's not going to give him up, but Ibu Baji? He's just so raw. And he missed I mean, most of the season of injury. Yeah. They're bought in but on he's... him. What? They're really bought in on him. Because exactly. it's like you don't find guys like that very often. You don't. You know who I like? Who? Jeff Downton. Currently in the Raptors org. He was a two-way for them. They never really let him play. He was in the Bucks for like 10 days. He was in the Magic for a while. Like a point guard who can really like – he does stuff. Yeah. I like Jeff Downton Jr. On a two-way or a min deal. Isaiah Mobley. Brobley. He's a G League stats guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're at the end of the list. Yeah. Buddy Teo uh, Teo's interesting enough. Dwayne Washington Jr. I like. Ooh. Shooter. Terry Taylor. Oh, yeah. I feel like everyone loves that guy. I feel like he hit a lot of threes against the Bucks once. Jay Huff. How many champagnes the are there? Two, I think. Oh. Because <laughs> I was like, who's Julian Champagne? We can get uh, Diakite and Diabete. Oh, yes. Jay Huff absolutely lit up the Bucks from three. Lakers legend. Ended the season with the Wizards. I thought that was a nickname. <laughs> I was like, who's no, Jay Huff? Jay Huff is a guy. <laughs> He's a 25-year-old setter. 
Who's that? Do you remember the Marquette big guy? Um, oh. He he looked really good in the G League. He played for the Warriors this last year. Uh, Pat Baldwin? No, no, no. no not no, Pat no, Baldwin. No, no he's, he's a not in Milwaukee. No, yeah. JC... JC oh, something. What? Johnson. Oh. J- Jace. Jace Johnson. Not Jace. Jace Johnson, yeah. Jace Johnson. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a, a young, big Jay Huff, Jace Johnson, like someone like that. Just bring them into the system. That'd be a fun two-way. I would like a two-way big because I feel like they, they tried the developmental big with Baji. He just got snatched up so fast. I think you need to get and that Mamu. guy in a two-way. And Mamu, yeah. Although he was a two-way, and they just they kind of just let him have an opportunity, which is the right thing to do because he just wasn't going to get one with the Bucks. But, yeah, I think uh, for the two-ways, I'd love to see Lindell brought back if possible, if he's open to that. AJ, get, 100%. AJ, I think, should be on the roster. And then a developmental big and then maybe like a wing prospect on the other two ways. Yeah, like actually, and this is an example, like AJ Green's an example of like, uh, there's, by the way, also the Bucks second round pick is either going to be stashed or a two-way this season. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's pick 58. Unless they, yeah. they move up or they get in again, which would be fascinating. Uh, I don't know how they do it. but uh, <laughs> they future seconds. I mean, you can... Yeah, that's fair. You, you can get in. I mean, 58 in a future second to get in like the 40s would be certainly possible, I think. Yeah, that's fair. Especially this is considered to be a very deep draft, like a second round heavy draft. Yeah. Um, it's very little consensus outside of the top three on this draft, I think. Yeah. I think, yeah. And even the third guy in the top three is like, ah, do you want Brandon Miller? Yeah, like, maybe an accessory. I don't know. Yeah, is he, is he going to be in jail? <laughs> are we going to end up? Are we going to end up having to deal with this? Is it going to be Drew to Portland and the Bucks end up with Brandon Miller? Is that what is that what our life's going to be like? Could you imagine? I don't do this. I don't, I don't think I'm ready for it to be honest. I with don't you. want to do. This. I don't think they would ever do that. By the way, I don't, not 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 Brandon Miller in particular. Like take that young of a guy. No, you can't unless it's Wembenyama. <laughs> I don't think they'll be able to trade Drew Holiday for Victor Wembenyama. Yeah, I think Giannis is going out if they're bringing in Victor Wembanyama. I would not do that, obviously, to be clear. Yeah. Um, but that's the hey, only maybe, way the maybe Pop are... wants to give. Uh, I can't even say he wants to give his buddy Bud a nope. favor. No, nope, there's no Spurs right. connection anymore. He's sending Wemby to the lake house. <laughs> uh, but Bud sold his house. He's selling it. He had a couple more lake beers out of it before he sold it. That's fair. That's uh, fair. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, an interesting thing though for this draft and this whole off season. You know, will the Bucks focus on development more? Because that Adrian Griffin, known for being developmental, the Raptors didn't do a great job of it. Obviously, the Jimmy Butler thing we've talked about. That will just be interesting because they, they're the two, they've had their two ways. They haven't used many NBA roster spots outside of, you know, Marjon, who they took with a first-round pick, on, like, true developmental guys. Those guys haven't had too many chances to play outside of the team being struck with COVID. That's going to be really interesting, too. Like, how do they fill out the roster? There's... A lot of potential spots. Do they run it back? Do they really focus on getting younger and giving guys opportunities? We don't know, but that's going to be something to watch for sure. I mean, obviously, we know Horst wants to compete. Horst is still there, and he's obviously going to be the one who's really making these decisions. But does Adrian Griffin want the team to to have more of these developmental guys or not? You know, I think Horst is the decision maker, but of course, he's working with that head coach to deliver the kind of roster that the head coach wants. Maybe Griffin's more open to younger players. I think that would be uh, a pretty exciting and fun way to do it versus the Goran Dragic and Myers Leonard's because you see teams, you know, even like by end of season, you know, they're picking up flyers. You know, they're, they're converting two ways to get those guys over and, and get their, their contracts on the books already. 
The Bucks have not done that really at all. I mean, they've done Lindell before, but mostly I think just two ways. Um, they, I think, I think maybe they made Ray John Tucker a, a contract at some point, or was he just yep. a two way too? No, he was converted he to converted, a roster. But obviously, didn't didn't end up coming back then after that. Um, you know, this year was was Leonard and Dragic. Like maybe we see more young players get those opportunities and, and signing Lindell to, play. to a two way. Yeah. And yeah, Lindell to the two way that was opened up by Malmo. So. We'll see. We don't know. But uh, our answer is, you know, not totally run it back, but certainly bring back these key players who the Bucks really don't have an avenue to replace at this moment. Exactly. And that's that's the most important, important part is you don't have an avenue to replace a lot of these guys. So you have to bring it back and, you know, sort of maneuver around it. If something doesn't work, you have to be able to have tradable salaries and stuff like that. That's the entire reason I'm saying Jay Crowder come back. Like, it's like, yeah, yep. so you can be aggregated in a trade. Well, uh, which you probably can't under the new CBA. No, it's easier under the new CBA. Not if you're over the second apron. That's true. But I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you can aggregate salaries at all, actually, if you're over that mark. So that's, that's going to be true. dicey. That is going to be dicey. It'll be interesting to see, uh, especially with Chris and Brooks' contract, to see how much yeah. uh, the Bucks are actually, if they're going to be close to the second apron. Uh, that will definitely be under consideration uh, yeah. when they're taking care of these free agents. And I think there was some reporting, uh, just speculation, I should say, that this is going to be a very, very, very active trade offseason. Yeah. Teams uh, because teams are preparing. Yeah. $17.5 million over the tax is the second apron, by the way. Which isn't a ton. <laughs> no, the Bucks would be over it right now if they bring everyone back on like their cap holds or whatever. They're 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 over it. I certainly think we'll see some maneuvering to get under it, which then opens up. You do have one free agent tool. Then you get the five and a half TPMLE. So it's not a ton, but that could be interesting as well to get in a, a more premier young player. We shall see. Do we have Do we have anything else we have to talk about, Ty? I think that's it. Should we, do we next time? Should we do? The trade pod, go through yeah, the guys under contract and figure do out the trade pod. who, you know, it all depends on what's out there, of course, but who would be most... Paul George, worst. welcome to Milwaukee. They send in... Oh, well, wait. you know what? I think it's a combo. I think it's a combo. I think it's a combo. I, I think actually, it's a combo. I actually had a Clippers person ask me about one of those trades. About what? that it's construction a- for a Bucks player. It wasn't Giannis. It was a real... We'll talk Drew. about it. What'd you say? Was it Drew? It was. I'm curious. Okay. Clippers person, I mean, um, like, watch Someone who covers the yeah, Clippers. Yeah, not someone who works for the Clippers, to be clear. This yeah. is not, not a source. This is Lawrence Frank was asking yeah. Ty Wittish. <laughs> how, how do we make this, how do we make this happen? Steve DM'd me and said, what, Drew for Paul George? What do you think? <laughs> He's sending out feelers. <laughs> yeah, he's just seeing what the what the what the Bucks. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was like, "Hey, could we get Drew?" <laughs> it was Russ. It was Russ. Uh, 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 I wouldn't be mad at Russ, though. No. I would. I mean, did you see how he played for the Clippers? This is a much different team. That's fair. Can never play with Giannis. That's fair. That's very fair. That's the thing, and, and people get tired of me saying this. People get so tired of me saying this. If it's a non-shooter, it's a no for me. They can't play with Giannis in the playoffs. Right? They just yeah. can't. If it's, if it's a non-shooting wing slash guard, I think anything. Like even like even as a big, I can see I can see a non-shooting big playing with Giannis. Uh, we saw it in Greece. Not, it was bad. And people not are a, to be talking about Greece, but not a three-point shooting big. But like you have to at least like have like a mid-range game. Yeah, 
I mean, if it, like, it depends on the it depends on the asset too. I mean, if it's your like, if it's just like a, a end of bench guy, fine. They, that doesn't it's not that important. But if you're looking at like a big a big target who's going to play a lot, that's when I'm like, ah, I just don't think so. Yeah, but I've also I've also been able to see see teams navigate it. Like yeah. I, again, I want to I I don't want to just like this 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 entire postseason is, season is clouding my judgment a lot. But we're seeing the Heat do really well with two non shooter stars. Yeah. Like, sorry, sorry, Bam, but like, you're not a shooter. Sorry, Ty, I, know, I should say. I know. Well, um, Jimmy's a shooter in the playoffs, though. Yeah, but it's drastically reduced since the second round. Well, yeah, you know, he's just he just seems hurt. I mean, I think everything about Jimmy is pretty actively reduced since the second round. Since that, yeah, they still spring, they still tied the finals. Side. I know. I know. By the way, this yeah, it's just it's just I can't I cannot believe. Who do you want to win the finals? The what's your prediction? What's what's your what's your updated prediction? I'll stick with Nuggets in five. Yeah, I'll, so I'll stick with Nuggets in six. Uh, Jimmy's 36% from three in his playoffs. Oh, and the, it was like 50 against the yeah, Bucks, though. Yeah, um, slowed down a lot. But yeah, they, as you mentioned, they're still going, they're figuring it out. They also have gotten like insane shooting from everywhere else. So I think that, that did you Did them. you see what Eric Spolster responded to Ramona Shelburne's question? No. <laughs> oh, uh, she had asked him about like, oh, what do you, like turning Jokic into a scorer versus a passer. And he just like put his hands in his arms. He was like, that's the type of question the untrained eye asks. Oh my God. I, I think it's a good, I actually think it's what they should do. So I got like, he's Like he's right though. I don't think Because it's like, you don't? I think let me pull up the stat. I think Ty the, Windish uh, arguing basketball against Derek Spolster. Well, I mean, he can say whatever he wants. He knows more about hoop than me. I'm pretty sure the Nuggets are like one and four when he scores 40. like some amount in the playoffs. It's forty. Forty, and I think there's a reason for that. Like I, I do think with a player like that, I think you do have to make him a scorer. And I think it's not because Jokic isn't a great scorer. It's because it makes the other players – it's harder to step up when you're not getting the ball as much. That's fair. That's fair. I just I just liked – I just like Spolster calling Shelburne a casual. Oh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. But, I, like, a lot of people have, like, Zach Lowe poo-pooed that idea as well. Like, oh, he can, he can score 50. It's like, yeah, but it's like they're so much more dangerous when the whole team is killing you versus one. Yeah, that's it's also – it's also a higher three-point shooting rate uh, when Jokic is not being doubled, yeah. or when he is being doubled. Excuse me. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, you can't double. You can't double Jokic. Yeah, because it's that's, just a wide open worse. shot every time. Yeah, I mean that's the the stat is, is from HP Basketball. They're one in four when Jokic scores thirty nine or more in the playoffs. Mm, thirty nine. I thought it was forty. Yeah. So pretty pretty close. But yeah, I I do think because like. We t- I talked about their their team is so deep. Like if they're getting these wide open shots, it's just like the Raptors in 2019 when they were they're sending help to Kawhi and he's just hitting everyone. Like they win that series if they stay home. I'm convinced. Yeah, that's fair. Let's let's not bring up old wounds. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Binge the Bucks. Let's. Oh god. For more on that not... series, scroll back a long way to 2020. <laughs> scroll back. Scroll back three, three years. years now. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy, and it, it still scars me to this day. It's crazy. <laughs> um, I still, I still, I still don't want to talk about it three years later. Um, that's your but, sign, Rohan. Uh, that's my sign. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on Blue Wire and GSPN. Make sure you check out gspn.info for links to everything we do here at GSPN, all of our podcasts, uh, all our links. 
All of that can be found at gspn.info. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to this, whether that's on your podcast platform of choice, where you should leave a five-star rating and review, or on YouTube, where you should just subscribe in general. Uh, and leave a like, leave a comment, engage in the comments. It's always fun. Uh, but in a good way. Good yeah, in a good, be, in a, be good yeah. in the comments. Yeah, be be a be a sane, normal human being, please. Yeah, as to, which, the best which has you can. been good. We've had good comments yeah. lately. Yeah, appreciate that. Uh, we do appreciate it, and uh, we do read all of them. Uh, yeah. So thank you, uh, Pod Random. And we will talk to you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.